So some of you might know that I just finished up my Master Your Golf Brain workshop for juniors. It was awesome. It was a four-part live series. So much fun. I loved all of it. And I'm hosting another workshop starting this weekend and next week. So I would love for you to participate. This is for everybody, whether you're a junior, you're an adult. It doesn't matter what level golfer you are. If you know you're holding yourself back, if you are in your own way, whether it's with your thoughts or your emotions, if you know you can show up a little bit better, you want to be in this workshop. So how we go through this workshop is you're going to grab one thing that is holding you back, whether it's an emotion or a thought or a concept that you might have on the golf course that is keeping you from scoring your best or showing up your best. And we tackle it in this workshop. You do not want to miss it. It starts this weekend. Check out the link in the description. I hope to see you there. All right, let's get to the podcast. Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome back to Above Par. This is Kathy. It's nice to have you back wherever you're listening, whether you're in the car or walking or on the golf course, maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard that one before, but maybe. So I wanted to tell you, I got a new puppy, and the last the last podcast I did, I videoed it, but literally the dog was gnawing on my bare feet while I was recording the podcast. And the video is pretty funny, but my facial expression, she was getting me right between the toes underneath my desk. Uh, she was sleeping for most of it, but she woke up and went right for my toes and I didn't want to stop. So it was pretty funny. I listened to that podcast. I heard myself rushing through certain po- spots as she was heading towards my toes. So it was kind of funny. Yeah, she had a total influence on my podcast, but she's super cute. She's three months old and she pees a lot, like a lot. <laughs> so I'm working on that part. But anyway, I wanted to talk to you today about the driver yips or basically struggling off the tee. And sometimes we just feel like our driver is dramatically different than other parts of our game or other shots that we have. We might be able to do it on the range, but we're not doing it on the golf course. And we're hitting really ugly golf shots like duck hooks, banana slices, topping them, popping up, things that you might not do on the range. I'm going to give it the generic term of driver yips, but in reality, the yips are kind of reserved for the short game area. And it was coined actually by Tommy Armour, who's a Scottish golfer. And he said it was basically like having a brain spasm in the short game area, (laughs) right? But there's been lots of studies on the yips and there are definitely neurological reasons for it. It can become a disconnect between your brain and your muscles and that the way that they fire, but there's a lot of mental issues involved in that for sure. But today I don't want to talk about putting or chipping. I want to talk about the driver specifically. And what I find what happens with a lot of people is they go out and they are hitting these dramatic misses that are really messing up your score. If you feel like this happens to you or you go through a stage where you feel like you have the driver yips, I want to just talk about a couple different things that you might be doing that are contributing to it and how you might be able to minimize it or stop it altogether so that you can keep your ball in play. So let's be clear. Everybody loves to hit their driver and they love to hit it far and they love to hit it down the middle. That's the ultimate goal. But what happens is sometimes in pursuit of distance, we lose direction. There has to be a nice balance between the two of those. I remember when I was playing in a lot of pro-ams, I would have a running joke with my friends about my pro-am partners, which were mostly men at that time. There weren't a whole lot of women who showed up for those events. And we would play the same tee. 
Now, my distance relative to my other peers, female pros, I was slightly above average. I wasn't super long, but I wasn't short either. I would give myself just a little bit above average. And we would play the same tees as the men, amateurs, and they, most men, male amateurs, hit it about the same distance as female pros, certainly at that time. And what would happen is we'd have this running joke, how many holes would your amateur make it before they started hitting it in the trees? And this would happen is we'd go to the first hole and we'd hit drives out there and we have a nice time and they're happy to be there. And then they'd notice that their drive is pretty equal with mine or worse, I outdrove them. And then what would happen inevitably is they would start swinging harder. So on the second hole, like they're swinging a little bit harder, maybe they got a couple extra yards. And then the next hole, they're still with me or behind me. And then the next hole, they do that again. And now the ball is starting to go a little bit sideways. And the fourth hole, even more, right? Trying to get it past me. And by the fifth hole, they're in the trees for the rest of the round. It's kind of a running joke. It was four, five, six. That would be typically on average what would happen. And the deal is, is that in pursuit of of distance, we end up sacrificing direction. And that that's what happened in that situation there. So I'm going to talk first about one of the things that might be happening with you if your driver is going sideways is that you might be swinging too hard. It's very important to note that your driver is designed on its own to go further because the shaft is longer and there's only about 10 degrees of loft on the face. Those two things combined together help the ball fly further if you're creating enough club head speed. When you try to create speed on purpose, you become less efficient for the most part, especially since you likely don't know where to drive that energy from. You're right, most amateurs are driving it from the wrong parts, like right? they're using a wrong body part or a wrong motion to create speed. Unless you really know how to create more speed in your golf swing on purpose and you actually can check it out on a launch monitor or something, then you're probably gonna do it the, the wrong way and you likely will slow the club head down. You will start swinging slower. This happened to me, it was in the beginning of season, I was getting fitted for a driver with a friend of mine and he was checking out the my club head speed on a launch monitor so I could figure out what shaft I wanted to get. And he was telling me my speed and I was like, oh, let me see if I can make it go faster just on my own when I was trying to swing harder and harder. And he said to me, are you trying to swing harder? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, well, it's slowing down. I was like, so interesting. Me trying to like create club head speed on purpose, I was slowing myself down. So I want you to be very conscious when you stand on the tee, are you trying to swing hard? Are you trying to swing harder than you do with all the other clubs? It can influence your tempo, your mechanics, how your club face is showing up to the ball. So I want you to be very conscious and ask yourself, am I swinging harder with my driver than I do, let's say, with a fairway wood or a hybrid or any of your other clubs? See if you can maintain the same pace of your swing as you would with an iron, like a six iron or something like that. Try that first, see if you can keep your ball in play because the harder you swing, the more sideways your ball is going to go. We gotta find that balance between the two. If your ball is going sideways, I tell you to slow down your swing until you can get your ball back in play. Another one that a lot of people do is they make a different swing with their driver. So they think it's a special swing or they hear that they have to swing up on it or they need to sweep it off the tee or all these different moves. The game is too hard for you to recreate the golf swing. <laughs> it's hard enough for us to make one golf swing, let alone try and recreate it for every club. You do not have a different swing for your driver. 
All that is happening with your driver, as far as your setup goes, is that you're standing further away from the ball because the shaft is longer, the width of your stance is wider, and the ball's in a different spot relative to your feet. That's it. Then make the same swing. It is when we try and create a different swing that we run into problems. If you think something special is supposed to be going on with your driver versus your iron, you're going to struggle. I had some clients who were like, going, I hit my irons really good. There's nothing wrong with my swing, but my driver is like a train wreck. And I said, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to do these different mechanical moves in my driver swing that I'm doing with my irons. And that's part of the problem, right? We wanna try and stay as consistent as we can through all the clubs. So just ask yourself, are you making a different swing with your driver? Are you trying to change something? Your setup is slightly different, but it's only because you're standing further away from the ball. And it's only because the ball is further forward in your stance, like inside your left heel, than it would be with any of the other clubs. So keep that in mind, check that out first if you're struggling with your driver. Another thing could be that your equipment is off and that is worth getting checked. That's an easy one. Just go and get your equipment checked, get, get fitted for a driver and make sure that the shaft is lined up with your club head speed. I'm not a pro on any of that stuff. I am not techie at all. I let other people handle that. There's experts who can handle that for sure. But if your equipment is off, that could be an issue and that's worth going and getting fitted for. The other thing that I would tell you to focus on is your tempo. I believe that tempo trumps mechanics. So if you can get yourself to having a nice rhythmic swing with good tempo, you can save a lot of mechanical errors. Focus on having some good tempo. If you don't know what that is, practice it on the driving range. Try and get a little bit of a beat to your swing. Have a little bit of a pause on the top of your swing before you start down. That's what happens when we swing really fast with the driver is where our change of direction from the top of our swing coming down gets so fast because we're trying to create club head speed that we don't allow ourselves to finish our backswing before we start our downswing. So creating good tempo, a simple thing that you could do is go up to the top of your swing, pause for a second and then start down and see if you can get yourself back into a nice little rhythm there. So I'll give you another drill that you can do. If your ball is going sideways, do a drill called full swing half speed. So you go out to the driving range. This can be hard, especially if you have a rough change of direction from the backswing to the downswing, or if you swing super hard, this can be challenging. You're going to take a full swing, but you're going to go half speed. So your driver might go half the distance. So if you hit it 200 yards, try and hit a full swing driver 100 yards. And if you can keep it in play, then what you're gonna do is up your speed just a little bit and hit it 130 yards. If you can keep that in play, up it and go 150 yards. Whatever is relative to you, just keep increasing the distance and keeping the ball in play. You do not graduate to that next distance unless the ball is in play so that you can start controlling the curve of your ball and figuring out where that point of diminishing returns is, where that point where you start swinging harder and the ball starts going sideways. You might wanna hang out at that distance for a while where you can keep your ball in play. Listen, you wanna learn how to keep your driver in play. You either need to have a go-to swing or you have to find a pace that you can keep the ball in play because hitting balls out of bounds and hitting balls in the water and losing balls is too penalizing for your score, which I'm sure you know. The one mental thing that I would suggest you do is ask yourself what you're making hitting a driver mean. How important is it to you right, and your identity as a person to hit a long shot or a long drive or hit it in play? Because the more pressure you put on yourself to be the furthest person out there hitting the ball, or if you're worried about making mistakes, you're going to get bound up in your body with your shoulders and your arms, and you're not going to be able to make the turn that you know you can make. You're not going to have the tempo that you know you can make. So ask yourself, be very curious on what you're making your driver mean. What would it mean to you? This is one way you could know. What would it mean to you if you stood on the tee and you took like a half swing with your driver? 
<laughs> could your ego let you do that just so you could keep your ball in play? And if your ego wouldn't let you do that, that's something to look at on why you're struggling getting off the tee sometimes because you're probably swinging too hard and you're probably putting too much emphasis on that driver. I told you the story about I hit three drivers out of bounds on the same hole on my 68th hole of going through tour school to get my LPJ tour card, hitting driver off the tee because in my head, I thought that it was just, you know, tour players hit drivers on every hole. It was just a thought I had. I didn't even examine it. If I wanted to get on the tour, I should have be able to hit a driver down this bowling alley of a fairway that <laughs> gave me nightmares. And I hit three balls out of bounds. If I had allowed myself to hit a half swing with my driver or to hit a five iron or a three wood or anything to keep it in play, if I had thought past that, I would have had a totally different outcome. So ask yourself, what does it mean to you? What are you making it mean to hit your driver long and far and down the middle? And is that putting pressure on yourself that it's making the rest of it very hard for you to be consistent off the tee? Because it is a big deal to not hit your ball out of play. Okay, so let's recap. So if your driver is going wonky, it's going a little sideways or maybe big time sideways, you have some dramatic misses with your driver, it could be a few different things. I want you to start with asking yourself, are you swinging harder with your driver? Do you think that because it's a driver and it's longer and it's supposed to be the club that goes the furthest in your bag, are you swinging harder than all the rest of your clubs? That can affect your swing, that can affect your consistency, and that can also affect how dramatic of a miss that you have. So number two, do you think that you're supposed to swing differently with the driver? Are you swinging on a different swing plane? Are you trying to swing up on it? Are you trying to do different things that maybe you read somewhere or heard somewhere? If that is you, stop it. <laughs> that is not what happens. You have one swing. It's Golf is too hard to have multiple swings. It's hard enough for us to repeat one. All that changes is your setup. Your right side is lower than your left if you're a right-handed golfer, and that is because your stance is wider and the ball is closer to your left heel. That is it. It is nothing in your swing that changes the way that you hit your driver. It is just the way that you set up to your ball. And it does make a difference. If you're not set up properly, then you can really miss hit your ball. So you wanna check that. And you know what You know what I'll do is, I have some videos that I shot a little while ago on a whole segment on drivers, and I will put them together. If you're not sure on how you set up to a driver, head to the description. I'll make sure that you can get access to those driver setup videos that I have. I'll add in there some basic driver swings, just so that you're very clear on what goes on with your driver. Because if you are trying to make a different swing, that is totally going to affect your consistency. And if you're not sure on how to set up to the ball, it does make a huge difference, especially with your driver. And number three, you know, if those two are all on point, if you're like, nope, I'm not swinging harder, nope, I'm not swinging any differently, then check your equipment. It could be that. You could have not a great shaft for you. Maybe the club head is too closed or open or too much loft. I'm not a techie person. I can't evaluate you from a podcast for sure, but go and have that evaluated. And then the last thing from a mental standpoint, if all that is in check, then what what's can happen is it's what are you saying on the tee or believing about your driver? Are you believing I need to hit this far? I need to hit this in play. Are you thinking that I'll only score well if I hit my driver well today? Are you thinking I don't want to embarrass myself with the group that I'm playing with? I need to kind of show off and show them that I can hit it far and hit it well. All of that stuff is putting too much pressure on your driver swing, which is binding you up and not allowing you to make the swing that you actually own. So hopefully you can find something in there to help you with your driver to get your ball back in play because for sure, keeping your ball in play and getting off the tee is definitely going to help you with your score. All right, my friends, I hope that helped and I'll talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.